This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 53 of Bruins Beat, brought to you by CLNS Radio. I'm Mike with Joe and Jason, as always. We had a great show for you on tap here. But just quickly, I just want to let you guys, everyone know out there that this show is sponsored by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And trust me, it has. I have not been a good cook until I've started using Blue Apron. It gives you Minute by minute, inst- I mean, give you detailed instructions and help bring- gives you everything that you need to cook a good meal. I'm telling you, Blue Apron has been absolutely incredible. It's affordable. They give you a definitely a good variety of stuff to choose from. Flexible, easy, and guaranteed. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Beat. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash Beat. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Now, this week was, uh, you know, quite interesting for our Boston Bruins. And, you know, after the first game when they played Washington, I was thinking, okay, you know, they showed me something there. But I'm sorry. I don't care if the Bruins beat Montreal. I do not care. I'm sorry. I understand Montreal is their biggest rival. I understand the Bruins played well. I understand Tukaras played well. I get I get that whole thing. I don't care. The reason though I don't think this Bruins team is going anywhere and the reason I am not happy with them is because they lost two games in a row on home ice to two of the worst frigging teams in the National Hockey League. The Colorado Avalanche lost six straight games and came into the TD Garden and made Antoine Hudobin look like a Christmas tree, who I also think sucks. I can't stand Inhan Hudobin, and me and Joe have been talking about it on the show for quite some time about how he's not very good, and it clearly showed because he was getting beat by terrible shots. Then they lose, then they outshoot Toronto 11 to 2 in the first period, and then all of a sudden Toronto scores the first two goals, and boom, the Bruins can't come back because that's what the Bruins do. They give up early goals to these crap bum teams that they shouldn't be losing to, and I get the Bruins are in a playoff spot right now, but. This can't be happening. I'm sorry. I'm I'm fed up with this. You can't be losing on your home ice to two of the worst teams in the league. Uh, I agree, <laughs> Mike. That was that was beautiful, man. That was a lot. Of, that was a lot, that was a lot of anger there. You took all my anger. I have no anger now. And um, it, it would have been even worse if they didn't come back against Washington because they looked like a pile of crap for the first two periods of that game. So so basically, I kind of did exactly what you did. Uh, was it Saturday night when they lost to Toronto? Um, those points, those four points, there's no reason they shouldn't have got, you know, they should have at least won one of those two. They should have won them both. But these points are going to cost them at the end of the season. Mark it down. It will. I mean, they're lucky they got a break against Montreal because Marshawn was offsides. So for once, the hockey gods were on our side up there. Uh, we blew another late lead. Uh, I just think everybody's in euphoria because we finally beat Montreal and Tuka Rass finally beat Montreal in Montreal. So, you know, the haters can go, you know, sit on it. But uh, 
to all all your points are completely valid. I mean, they, they this is what they do, Mike. They beat the teams they're not supposed to, and they lose the ones they're supposed to beat. So. I even put it on my Bruins page that I thought they were going to win because, you know what, you can never predict this team. Who the hell knows what they're going to do anymore? I know. You really can't tell anymore. I mean, I'm sorry. I get, I get it. The, team, the win in Montreal was great. It was a very good team win, and I'm happy they got the win up there. But uh, you can't lose four points in, in oh. a season. When the, when you, as you said, Joe, we talked about it earlier. They, they've been losing points. They didn't make the playoffs last year by a point in both of those games. Oh. You're telling me losing four points to those two crap bag teams – it's gonna isn't gonna come back to bite them in the in the in the long run. It's going to. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You can't. And they're starting to play. They, well, I mean, what we have to be talking about the whole year. It's just bad teams play bad most of the time. Ninety five percent of the time, like those Edmonton Oilers were bad teams. This team has some talent on it, and this is what happens when you can't motivate. Is that they go up and down because they're not they're not focused. They're not whatever, and they're up and down. They come show up for a game or two. Or three, then I don't show up at five. That's just inconsistency, and the coach is just not able to get the motors revving for every game, which is bad, extremely bad when you lose focus and you can't. I don't, you know, I still don't think Claude because they want in Montreal is off the hook. I don't think he's off the hook either. I, I, I don't see how he's off the hook. I mean, as Joe, you said they've been they've been inconsistent this whole season. Their inconsistencies oh. by period by period are even per, like by different periods is out of control. Something's gonna go. Something's gonna give there. What what drives me nuts is the whole, um, you know, they blew another late lead. You know, against Marcher, I'll blew it. And they, the thing that really drives me nuts about this team more than anything in the world, is the, um, the lack of mental toughness. I mean, you know, you score a goal. There's no reason you should let a goal thirty seconds later. Like they they cut the gap against one of those crap back teams, and then they let up a goal like seconds later again, and that was it. Oh, against Colorado. Pashnik, yep. Pashnik, the only guy, player on the team that's, that's been consistently right. showing up every game, you know, who was trying to do everything he can to, you know, will his team back into the game, uh, scores two goals. You make it three to two, and then all of a sudden, you know, a stupid penalty by Kevin Miller, of, of course, right? Who else would I mean, oh. who else would make that stupid penalty like Kevin Miller? And all of a sudden, the, Colorado scores in the ensuing power play, or right when the power play expired, I, I, it was one or the other. And boom, there you go. The Bruins are, are back down by two goals, and it just – it can't happen. They just did the same thing against Washington, where they were they had to come back from a you know a big deficit when it was three to nothing. I mean, you can't ask you can't ask your team to do it again. But they just like you said, there's just no mental toughness with this team. Well, the thing too is when um, you know Colorado comes in here, has their way with the Bruins on home ice, and then they go get absolutely poleaxed to Montreal. So like it was like ten to one. Yes, it was ten to one. I remember uh, we were uh, messaging, yeah, Facebook Messenger to each other, going, "Are you kidding with the score, um, Mike?" It's just this is how it's going to be because this is, you know, they're not making any changes, right? Jimmy Hayes still in this lineup, which is mind blowing. That this dude who has one goal since one point actually, right, or goal since last February, is still in the lineup. What drives me nuts too? I think it was against Toronto. I can't remember if it was Toronto. It seems like a million years ago now because I was trying to wipe it from my memory. Toronto or Colorado where they had Jimmy Hayes out there 30 seconds left and they're trying to score goals. Like, what are we doing? I know. I don't I don't understand it. I really don't. This team is just – it's frustrating. It's frustrating to deal with. And, look, and I understand where, uh, if the Bruins are playing Pittsburgh tonight. And if, but even if they beat Pittsburgh, I'm sorry, it, it's not going to change my mind on how this team is because the Bruins, for some reason, have Pittsburgh's number. That's just how it goes. Like Montreal has the Bruins number. Pit, the Bruins have Pittsburgh's number. That's yeah, just, 
And, well, and the Capitals have their number. It's just how it goes. I mean, so even if they beat the, the Penguins, I'm not going to get all excited about it because they'll probably play Anaheim tomorrow and get absolutely poleaxed. You took my poleaxe word. Um, uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty good. I liked it. I just like that. You know, Scrabble. You know, kids look that up. Google, Google the Scrabble thing. You guys probably don't know what that is. Google that shit. But anyway, um, stuff. Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, right, oh, we have Joe. Jason talk because I think Mike and I are sucking the oxygen out of the internet. It's a hey, you know what, guys? I'm just having fun with it tonight. Um, but hey, you know what? I agree with Mike's point on the Canadians game. You know what? I wasn't, I was happy that the Bruins beat the Canadians, but it doesn't change the fact that the same Canadian team beat Colorado ten nothing. Uh, you know, it's frustrating, and I'm going back to a hashtag I used last year to describe this Bruins team, and I'm going to use the word struggle and hide. My number. If you guys agree. Oh, that's dead on. Oh yeah, completely. That's why you just have no idea what they're going to do. I mean, you really don't. But the thing is, if they make the playoffs, oh, hold on. You're going to hear a lot of grunting. We're, That's no, fine. You can hear it from me, too. Oh, score. Come on. <laughs> I actually think we should do this during the game more. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, here's the thing. with them. If they're in a seven-game series and you lose three to four in a row, you're done. I mean, that's it. I mean, you can't be inconsistent in the playoffs. I mean, you have to bring your A game. And they're on their D game right now. Like but when you look at a seven-game series, Joe, I do agree with that. When you look at a seven-game series, it's more of a matchup game. So, you know, you're going to be able to tell right away in that seven-game oh. series whether or not that team can keep up. Did you Why guys just... Jimmy Hayes in the power play? <laughs> Why does Jimmy Hayes exist? <laughs> I was just going to say that, too. Did you, see him, Did you see what him whip? What is he doing? What is Claude Julien doing? This is what I mean. I don't... Why is he in the power play? We're just talking about how he has one goal in the last... One point in the last... 40-something games, and he's out there on the power play, but he's being a net front presence. What the hell is he doing? Hey, you guys, guess what? Pasta's on the power play, too, finally. The three of us combined have one less point than Jimmy Hayes. (laughs) On the year. On the year. Yeah, but we have more followers than Jimmy Hayes. Just think of it that way. You know, he's like, you know, you have some guys that can, you know, they're not big scorers, but they can hit and they bang, whatever, you know. Like, you know, Sean Thornton, back, you know, he didn't really score. He scored a couple sweeties. I remember the one, I think, Winnipeg, that uh, unbelievable breakaway. But but the thing is, he didn't really score, but he brought something to the team. I mean, he just, Jimmy Hayes brings 0.0 to the team. Oh, wow, shooting right in the guy's chest again. Oh, that's, that's oh okay. Not... By the way, by the, seeing who, who just shot that puck, it, this has been really bothering me for quite some time now, and I really want to, you know, have another rant than I did to start the show. Yeah, go. What the hell does Riley Nash do well? Can anyone tell me what this guy does well? No, I don't no. understand. He's, he's your poor. Didn't didn't one of you guys reference the uh, poor man's Chris Kelly reference? Yes, yes, uh, I did because he was pissing me off. Riley Nash is literally Chris Kelly 2.0. The Bruins finally get rid of the the stupid player that is Chris Kelly, who I didn't like at all, who was awful. And look, I understand Riley Nash was signed to be a fourth liner, but Claude plays him all the freaking time. He's out there on the penalty kill. He's playing out there playing, you know, important minutes when the, the game's on the line. You see him out there in overtime. Why is this guy even out there? He has one freaking goal the whole season. One. One well, goal. I, I, I think, what does he do? He doesn't He doesn't do anything for me. Keep him on the fourth line and play him like you would play a fourth line player. Like, Pasnick goes out there and score a goal and makes a stupid turnover. He gets benched. Yet Riley Nash goes out there and does nothing on the ice and gets to play 16 minutes a night. Well... Welcome to the welcome to Mike's Bruins beef. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I, I told you. No, dude, I, no, I hear it. Joe. I have a lot of stuff building. I love it. No, I, dude, 
dude, believe me, if there's someone as psychotic and crazy on this show as me, that's great because that's awesome. A new generation of, of madness. Thank you. Let's bring it on because you guys now feel the pain. But the thing is, this is another free agent signing that they have to they, they have to pretty much just take the bullet for because this this guy blows too. So when they signed him, I'm like, who is this effing guy? <laughs> I mean, who is this guy? Another. I mean, Dominic Moore, I kind of knew because, you know, what's happened in his personal life. And they did the thing on when he was with the Rangers. But he, he's always contributing. Yes. I think he's like the second or third uh, highest goal, uh, goal score on the team, which is not good. I think he's third behind P- Marshawn Pasternak. Not good. Um, if it wasn't for two players this year, if it wasn't for Pasternak and Rass, this team would probably be second to the last in the league. Yeah. It's, <laughs> hey, um, they're not- they're not. They're not a very good team. I'm sorry, and like, I understand. Like they're playing. They played okay the last game. You know their defense still suck. Um, they don't have any secondary scoring. And in fact, they don't have any scoring at all. And it's frustrating to see because you know I'm I'm doing some research for the show, obviously. And um, so if people don't don't think I do research, I actually do. I look up some stuff to talk about. Yeah, on the you show. do that for me because I can't read. <laughs> so do you know that the Bruins have played 30 games this year? 30, right? Not most a, of them de- painful. Decent, decent amount of, yes, most of them painful, right? Decent decent amount of games. 30. You know they've scored two or less goals in 21 30. of those 30? I knew that. Two or less goals. That's, That's awesome. two-thirds of their games. They're not even, that they scored two goals or less. Two-thirds of their games that they have played. This team is, this team can't put the puck on the net. Like you said, it's passionate and rask. And if that's not, and if they're not playing this well, where the hell would this team be? Mike, we'd, be talking, heard, we'd be talking about the top five potential draft pick in the in the whole league. You know, I heard I heard a good point on uh, Felger Mass today. Michael Felger, you know, his whole thing was they need to develop like three young kids at least for the season to be somewhat have some value. You know what I mean? Even if they don't make the playoffs, you know, they got Carlo and Pasternak, and he said, uh, you know, two's not enough. But then he said, how many veterans have played better than last year? None, none, not one. None. They're all worse. He said, Krug. Worse. Fergie, you know, as much as no one wants to touch the golden child, I don't either, but he's not playing well. Marshawn's at, at the same. Uh, McQuaid is worse. Well, he saw, I don't know how you, so Jimmy Hayes, I don't know how you could be more Jimmy Hayes than Jimmy Hayes, but he's more than Jimmy Hayes, believe it or not. He sucks. I mean, everybody, all the regulars from last year that were on the roster last year are all, beside Pasternak and Rask, terrible. That's a great oh. point. I, I, I've been trying to say, I, and I don't know what is up with Tory Krug. And you know, he signs that big extension in the off season because obviously the Bruins, you know, they have to sign a defense. They have to sign him because they have no one else to play on the back end. So they sign him, whatever. And I, I was thinking that he shouldn't have made more than four million dollars. You know, I thought four million dollars would be it. You know, when he first came into the league, uh, he put in that playoff series against the Rangers. You go, holy smokes, this kid got. Can shoot the puck, you know. He has good offensive instincts, and now he just doesn't have him anymore. It, tell all me, his, tell all his, good, sorry, Joe. All his shots missed the net, and he doesn't score a goal. Last year he only had like four goals and didn't score a goal from like for like fifty straight games. There's only two good moments I can say of him this year. I believe he's the one who scored a back of score against Carolina last seconds, right? Yep. Um, and then uh, him knocking out Shaw. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. There's nothing else even say about him like if you go to each player uh that sucks like jimmy hayes evidently has no good moments um mcquade none miller none um 
you know, Pasternak, we know what he does. We know what Marshawn does. We know what Rass does. All, you know, all good. Even Bergie doesn't have any memorable moments this year at all, like, you know, which is scaring me. And then you lose Bolesky, which I know he wasn't burning up the world, but he at least showed that I thought he was coming around a little bit. And then you have Spooner. The only thing he did was in the overtime. That was about the only good thing. He, well, in one shootout goal. So he had, he's had two moments. But overall, this team is just very plain. I mean, outside of Rask and Pasternak, plain, boring, and just absolutely hard to watch. Yeah, they've had they, they've had like three three mem- memorable games that you Dude, can think of right now. Yeah, but he sucks. Though. Don't worry about it. I know, right? Oh, God. you know what? When they beat, when they won in Montreal, now what do what do Ross play? Now, oh, he's now he's six and fourteen. Uh, you know, like what else do you guys want? I mean, Jesus Christ, he went up there and probably played his best game in Montreal in his career. You know, he made some. It was kind of tough because the Patriots game was on at the same time, so I was trying to watch both. But he made some three bell saves. You know, what I mean, kept him in the game and all that stuff. Because Montreal, I think they had him under siege at the beginning. If Woodovan uh, plays that game, the Bruins lose. Oh, dude! How about the how about the typical Montreal garbage five power plays? You know, I want oh, to discuss God. that when we get a chance. All right, we'll do that later. All right, I'm sorry. no, go ahead. Talk oh, about okay. right now. I wanted Jason, to discuss. Um, you know, you, I was listening to the pregame show today, and I wanted to know what you guys thought about that Emlyn hit on Martian. Oh, uh, Emlyn is. I'm pretty sure that's Russian for garbage because that guy is complete garbage. Someone called him a pig. I think he is a pig because he that dude brings nothing. Everything he does is just out to hurt people. That's all he does. I mean, he doesn't bring anything to the table. He's a goon beyond a goon. And uh, one of these dudes is just going to, you know, clean his clock. And another thing, too, am I right when McCoy got pushed in the stanchion? That was cheap. Yeah, okay, so that is basically on the same level as Marsha, excuse me, as Char and Pacioretty. That's what I was thinking. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. I don't want to hear a yeah, and then also you had Montreal try to take out Rask while they were at it, too. Oh, I heard Rask mention that. He said, once if that was Carey Price. Oh, God, 9 I, I agree with him. Oh, absolutely. Good. If I'm happy to say that. If that was the other way around, that would have been absolutely crucified up in Montreal. The cro- think, whole crowd but, would have started throwing stuff on the ice. It would have just been an absolute embarrassment if that was Carey Price. You know remember what, Luch, what Remember what Lucia did to Ryan Miller? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very similar. Like, no, yeah, I obviously remember it. Yeah, Martian score. Oh yes, all right. Oh, yeah, good. hell yeah, baby. So here's the thing too about. So for those listening, it's one nothing Boston at the moment. Martian with the goal. I think everybody knows that. That's pretty good. Uh, yes, we'll take that. So let's look at. It. Let's see what Bergie did. Nice pass. Backus, nice pass back to Martian. And Marsha, how did he score? Let's see how he did this. He, yep. Got, yep. Sneaks it through. Yeah, right through. Uh, that's Murray, right? Murray's playing? I yeah, think Murray's playing. So the thing about Montreal, too, what was great about that game is you could taste the hate again because that this rivalry was hurting for a while. Like, there was no intensity because the Bruins usually got shellacked, so there was, like, nothing there. So it was good that the hate was back. I like the hate between these two teams. That was really needed. That's only his ninth goal of the season? Oh, my God. That's because Pasta's like dominating right now. First, didn't he have like six or seven goals in the first two, three weeks of the season? Yeah, he's been he's been like he's tilled off. That's why oh. that's why I let, when I've been when I've been talking about Bergeron and Marchand like not producing and you know people people gave me crap for it and it's like well you can't talk bad about Bergeron blah blah blah. I'm sorry, but they haven't been producing and that's why what the Bruins only have you know wow. 21 games where they've scored two goals or more. Like I thought he was over 10 goals. 
Wow, that's well, only well, he's, he's, he scored um, two games ago, too, against yeah. Toronto. So hopefully this can get him off, get him, get him rolling again. Because, you know, last year, if you remember, he, he, was, he, was kind of not, he was kind of not producing. He was playing well. But then he went on an absolute tear where he was scoring like every game. So hopefully this kind of wakes him up and, and Martian gets back to, you know, going on a tear. I mean, Bacchus, that was a good setup. I, I, I don't think I'm still not 100% good with uh, not coming up that first line because it's working. I mean, he's scoring like crazy. So that's kind of like – that's the one thing I wouldn't touch. I jungle, you know, jumble up every other line, but that one. But That's a good point, Joe. I wanted to bring this up um, – before I went, you know, I went on my rants a little bit early. Wait, wait, excuse me, Mike. Which rant was that? One uh, or two? <laughs> so, I think we're no, at three at this point. It's, it's like, just t- going back to the, the Bruins not being able to score goals. So, Claus Julian, the the genius coach that he is, you know, oh, rough. Albert Einstein over there decides to switch up his lines. Oh, uh-huh. really? That's what you do when your team doesn't didn't score. You change up the lines. Oh, Claude, welcome to the National Hockey League. That's what coaches do all the time. It only took you. 12 years to change your lines up. God oh forbid God. you change your lines. So finally oh. he does. And like you said, the one line he shouldn't have touched was the one that he actually split up. What the hell <laughs> else did he do to the lines? The other lines are pretty much the same. All he did what was we, move past Dick and Bacchus. What are we doing here? Right, I know. It's all he did. Now, look, I understand what he's doing. You know, he wants to get Krejci and Pasternak together because maybe Pasternak and Krejci can find a little bit of spark. But do you, does he realize that Bergeron and Marchand haven't been scoring? And yes, I know Marchand scored tonight and he scored against Toronto, but but he hasn't really been scoring that much, and Bergeron hasn't been scoring that much either. So you move the your best line that's scoring, and you put Bacchus there. Who well, I like Bacchus, so I'm not I'm not trying to crap on him. I'm just saying like Pasternak was better better fit there. They were, they were playing well. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, do that- you wonder if maybe, and this is just me, that maybe he's, he's trying to find a way, a way to get Krejci going. I, yeah, that, I mean that's that's what I that's what I've heard, and I understand that you know. I, I mean, I can understand taking Pasternak off for that reason because you have Bacchus as that same tough player and Bergeron and Martian are inseparable. They're going to get going at some point. I mean, it's only a matter of time. If not, you know, it, it, the Bruins are screwed if they don't. We hope no, it's I, understand it, I understand you maybe did it to get Krejci going, but, I mean, Bergeron's not really going either. And I, and this is the one thing I, I am getting sick of is how everyone always is so quick to blame David Krejci and be like, oh, well, Krejci's not scoring, and Krejci's making this amount of money, blah, 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 blah. It makes more than Bergeron, blah, 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 Krejci this, Krejci that. Trade Krejci, Krejci sucks, blah, blah, Krejci. It does. But, but, no one ever talks about Bergeron in the same breath as Krejci, and I'm sorry. I I'm did not last tra- year for a few minutes, and I, and not I'm not long. To, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to sit here and tell you I don't want Patrice Bergeron because I, that would be asinine. Obviously, I want Bergeron on this team, but Bergeron is not producing this year, so why can't people just call it as it is? And do people not realize that both times the Bruins made the Stanley Cup Finals, who led the Bruins in scoring? Uh, it was Krejci. David Krejci. And you know who also said on this show last week that the Bruins go as Krejci goes? That would be myself and Joe. You, I'm telling you, the Bruins last, the past two, the, the perfect example of David Krejci is last year when he got hurt, the Bruins were like three and seven without him. And then look no further than when the uh, Philly, when the Bruins collapsed against Philly. Yeah. Yep. Krejci was being was playing like an absolute monster in those He's, playoffs. Mike Richards yep. lays him out with a clean hit, and Krejci breaks his wrist, and the Bruins uh, all of a sudden lose the next four games and are eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. If David Krejci is healthy for the rest of that series, the Bru- that does not happen, and the Bruins go to the conference finals. I'm t- like, I understand Krejci can be your frustrating player to 
to watch and deal with at times. But I'm telling you, he's a big game player. And here, and you know, and, you, and I'm gonna go into some bit off this, Mike, because um, you know, I like the way I like the way you're going with this by saying that you know maybe let's not make uh, what a play, what a play. I'm walking. No, who's that? Guy? That was good passing. But back to what I was saying, you know. <laughs> back, back, back. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is what this is what's fun about going live during a game. But uh, you know. Bergeron shouldn't be marked as untouchable. I wouldn't consider Bergeron untouchable. I wouldn't consider anybody an untouchable. You know, we're all going to have our up and down seasons, but every player gets older. Every player's got value of some sort. Every player is traceable. If the Bruins do turn out to struggle for the rest of the season, you know, it might be time to rebuild. If Coach Julian's job is on the line, if the Bruins don't make the playoffs, those are the moves that might need to be made. Do I think that they should happen now? No. But there are things to think about if you're thinking long term too. I mean, I just, I, I mean, I would say Bergeron is pretty close to untouchable unless you get absolutely blown away. I mean, which I don't think would happen. I wouldn't I mean, trade Bergeron unless if you're blown away and winning that deal hands down. There's no way I would ever cons- even consider it in the slightest. I just get, I just get, and this thing is, it just frustrates me that no one ever gives Bergeron any like grief. Like sometimes Bergeron deserves a little criticism. Everyone deserves a little criticism. It's just the game. It's just how it is with sports. It is not like it's not. It's okay to say he's not having a good season so far. It doesn't mean that he's not a good player. It doesn't mean that you want him off the team. You're not trying to sit here and say that you know he's he sucks. It's just he's not playing well right now. Just tell it like it is. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. And we all think he's hurt. Maybe maybe he's just not. Maybe he is, but that's something. Maybe he is battling something. Now, what we are having to show, you know, I want to think about it and discuss it too, because that Montreal game was a big game. Uh, what did you guys think of that Ryan Spooner goal and the way that that play was set up? Well, they're lucky because it was offsides. So it was good to. Well, first of all, let's go back a little bit in that. Where Crutchy actually scored, but they, because Postrack got pushed in the carry price, they called that back, which was mostly garbage. You know, if you get pushed in the net, how. How are you supposed to get out of the net? You know what I mean? You're trying to get out of the net, but if your teammate scores, is that the, our fault, Bruins' fault, because they got pushed in the net? I mean, that was borderline. That was crap anyway. That's typical Montreal. I agree with you. That should be a goal 10 times out of 10. If it happened to the Bruins, I would say the same thing. It should be a goal. Well, like if, it happened, if it happened against right. the Bruins, I would have said the same thing. Like, yeah, Well, blame the defenseman for pushing them into the goalie. Yeah, I mean, plus his momentum. He's going towards the goal with the puck, with the puck. And Jimmy Hayes just got faked out by the goalie. Oh, God, he's so bad. He's like a dog. When you f- throw the ball to fake like you're throwing it, the dog's like, Ooh, you know? That's exactly what Jimmy Hayes is. <laughs> but that's me, too. <laughs> and I'm making fun of dogs. I shouldn't make fun of dogs. <laughs> but, you know, because he he's a complete dog. Oh, what a dog. hit! What a hit! Oh, God. That's all Jimmy you need to penalty, too. Something? Then it'll be a penalty, of course. Who hit him? Jimmy Hayes? Yeah. Did Jimmy Hayes just hit him? Yeah. Did you sit? Hold on. Did Jimmy Hayes just throw the body? Yes, he did. Did, Are you sure that happened? I don't know. I mean, I think think we'll have to wait and see for the replay, but I'm almost positive. I hate him. You know what? I hate NBC Sports. I really do. I think NBC Sports is great. I think it's. Oh, well, it's better than Jack because I can't stand Jack, but. Jimmy Hayes is such a gentleman to the Bruins. Well, that that is the understatement of the year. Um, but yeah, this. Uh, the you know, so I, I just, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Joe. 
All right, I just come. Well, this completely threw me off because Jimmy Hayes actually was physical, so I, I don't know how to react right now. All right, well, uh, Jason, the play that the, the Bruins scored against Montreal was a good setup, but I mean, it just it's three on three, so obviously you have more space and more room to you know get stuff done. It was definitely a nice play, but I mean, just because Spooner scored, I'm not gonna like. No, you know, I still think that the Bruins should trade him. School. I mean, I just don't think Spooner's gonna get you much. I mean, there was reports that they wanted to trade Spooner. And they are asking for a top six forward. You aren't getting that for Spooner. I'm sorry. He's not worth that. It's just not going to happen. And if the Bruins want to trade Spooner, they're going to have to, you know, you know, ask for something way less than that. Ask for a draft pick or something because you're not getting Ryan Spooner for a top six forward. No, and that, no, and that I do. You know, I don't think he's worth a top six forward. But if you if he's not what's made for your team, and you have other players that can come up, he is someone that I would trade for the sake of getting off the roster. He should be worried about his roster spot when Petrano gets back. He oh, should. Sure. What's his timetable? Uh, he's he did not make the trip. Uh, so he, he won't. Pull, obviously, he's not going to play to Pittsburgh. And, well, they said he didn't make the trip when they were going to Montreal. So um, when they went to Montreal, obviously tonight's their second game of the road trip. They come home tomorrow. I would doubt he plays tomorrow. But they said he's. But the rumors are he's pretty close. And uh, the other day he was skating uh, in line rushes. Oh, there's a hit right there. That wasn't wow. that bad. That wasn't that bad of a hit. No, it was good. They gave a hit. I just can't believe it happened. I know, but, but that, I, you know what's going to happen. What's the penalty call for? Like, what was that call for? Forty. Maybe. Forty. Yikes. I know the NHL is turning into the no fun league. No, yeah, no, I guess that's so. still the NFL. Every every league is. Pretty but uh, yeah, but yeah. Anyways, back to the Vitrano thing. They, yeah, he was Vitrano was. Skating on the line with Pashnik and Krejci the other day in practice. Who was? I'm sorry. Vitrano was? Vitrano was skating with Krejci and Pashnik in practice the other day. See that? See, then they, what I think they need to do is when he does come back, I think they need to put uh, Pasta back up with, uh, with, the, with the first line and have Krejci, Bacchus, and Vitrano. Because Vitrano, you need to have one banger on there. You can't have – you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I definitely like the. I think I agree with the whole one banger thing, but that's who Krejci usually plays well with. But I mean, I I would give Krejci a shot with the two young guys that are you know skilled and and have some speed because Krejci's also never played with guys like that either. Oh right, right. And I think it'd be a different dynamic for him. You know, maybe he can show that he can do something with different type of players. Hey, whatever works, man. I, you know, I I put Dominic more on the first line because score some goals. <laughs> you know, it's just just amazing that. The roster is not dramatically different from last year, and they still and they scored like wildfire last year. So I, I don't know what has changed. You know, it's because they don't have that you know bona fide scorer, Louis Erickson. Oh yes. Oh well, he is the center of the universe. <laughs> Louis Erickson. That's the whole thing. And it's funny how uh, no one talks about Louis Erickson anymore. Oh, everyone loved him when he was here. You know, he's great. He scores thirty goals. Like Louis Erickson. Blah. Woo. Yay, Louis. Oh no. Well, because they got you know Pasternak's. So I mean. Pasternak, going to him just for a moment, when he scored that second goal against Toronto, I mean, I literally said, holy crap. Like, it is good to have, at least in this doldrum of the season, that you have one guy that literally, when he touches the puck, you think it's going to go in. I mean, I haven't remember, I haven't seen that. I mean, Sagan had glimpses of that when he came here, but, I mean, the last guy to do it was like Neely. You know, every time he touched the puck, it was just, it was in the goal, it was in the net. So it's good to have Pasternak, at least someone exciting, you know, so they can trade him next year. Yeah, eventually, when they have a contract dispute in the in the in the, su- in the summer when his contract's coming up. Is he restricted? I think he's restricted, right? I think he is restricted too. But you know, they'll probably be at ends, and you know, 
I mean, it's just what the just what the Bruins do. We'll we'll see oh, what happens. How's this not a penalty? That was no, exactly. It is. They called it. Oh, it is okay. So, yeah. what's good about this game? Which here's the thing: it's time to get nasty too. So, this is what the Bruins need to do. They're not as talented, but at least they need to try to get nasty. You know what I mean? And try to at least show some uh, some fire and just give it a crap. You know, that's when the Bruins are at their best. Like you said, when they're just when they're you know into the game and you know there's passion and it gets chippy. Like that's how the Bruins play the, their best hockey is when it's when games are like that. When it's the up and down the ice bore fest, like it was against you know. Toronto, the Bruins just don't – there's no emotion. There's nothing to really see. Oh, those two games at home, those two clunkers were just were just I, so hard to watch. That Colorado uh, game was was miserable to watch. Uh, it was, I mean, imagine paying money to go see that. Right, let's see what they do here. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to pay money to see that. I, would, I felt bad for people that had to go watch that game against Colorado. I genuinely felt bad. I'm going to go see them play Chicago next month, and I guarantee you they'll, they'll probably show up and probably put a real good game in. It should be. Yes, they do. Yeah, I mean, they they rise to the they rise to the, the level and then completely lower themselves too, which is the most maddening thing. Because oh, you guys, you guys missed another penalty on Pittsburgh. No, I didn't Head, see that. So, so Matane headshot on Pasternak. Do you remember the Bruins this year? I think they pulled the goal. He had a three-man advantage and couldn't score. Yeah, that's just what the Bruins do. Yeah, all right. So, all right, guys, let's have a prediction. Do the Bruins score on Did this Did you guys uh, see that replay? Yeah, passing the cutoff, he's fine. And no, the Bruins will not score on the side one through. Yeah. Oh, that was borderline elbow. The Bruins won't score here. That's just what the Bruins do. They, But they did finally move Pasternak up to the first power play unit, and it took Claude three years to do so with that, too. About freaking time. Like, how much more is this kid need to do? It just took Spooner off and put Pashnik up there. Just, just, all I would be doing is feed, like he scored against Toronto. I would just be feeding him one-timers. There's nothing else. I mean, why not? He's the only guy on the team that's actually scoring goals. Uh, let's see. Let's see. If you, I know you got to – I just got to see if they can do anything on here. All right, let's see. Minute 17 with a two-man – oh, God. Two-man advantage. Oh, uh, man. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they give up a shorty. They can't even control the park. Just, no, no, you can't. Oh God! I told you this is what the Bruins do. They, they, there's no way uh, they score here, man, and because no. the Bruins' power play is not very good. I don't know if you guys have noticed their power play hasn't been good all year compared to last year. The Bruins' power play is like the best in the league. But it was so good last year. I, I just, how does? Why is Char out there? Uh, he's, he can still shoot. It takes him forty years. You know, uh, well, I, you know what I would do, Chara? I put him in front of the net like they used to do. It just caused havoc up there. I don't know why. Well, I think they were. Him. I think they're worried about him. You know, his body deteriorating. Oh come on! You can't. oh, still crunchy. Typical crunchy. Oh my god! Hit the side of the net. Are you kidding? Oh, this is pathetic, boys. I told you. <laughs> oh god, this pastor not good shot. All right, he's had the best opportunity on the team. Shocking. Crunchy, no angle. What are you gonna do, buddy? Oh. Now, now, guys, like in 2011, that's a goal. <laughs> I told you the Bruins are not very good in the power play. They don't know how to score goals, and this is what happens because of it. The Bruins, like the Bruins, this game's one-one right now. Do, do, do you have any? Like I don't trust the Bruins to be able to score, you know, three or four goals to win this game. Pittsburgh's an offensive team. I mean, Pittsburgh's going to be able to. Pittsburgh's going to score goals unless the Bruins, you know, clamp down here. I just don't see it. I mean, it's just frustrating to see the Bruins have enough skill to score goals five on three, but they just can't put it together. It's well, the I mean, same thing. Every you, can't really, 
you can't predict this team. I mean, I didn't think they're going to beat Montreal. I mean, every, I mean, I, I wanted them to. And I was going on a bold statement, but most of the people were saying too that they thought they're going to lose like six one and get throttled. And they came out and played, you know, probably a B B plus game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got lucky. I got lucky getting that one correct because I normally I wouldn't have predicted that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't think that was going to happen either. But hey, you know, it was nice for it to happen. Like I said, if they come here, if they play this game, I mean, the power play is, you know, an abomination. But if they play this game, they play hard, and they and they lose. I don't. That doesn't bother me as much if you put in a full effort. Games like Columbus, excuse me, not Columbus, uh, Colorado and Toronto just infuriate me to no end because they are better than those two teams, and they just at at home there's no excuse, zero, to play the way they play. But I mean, not, they even they haven't been good at home in a few years now. Yes, the last two years have been atrocious. I actually looked it up three years ago. Uh, the first year they missed the playoffs, they were actually pretty good at home. Last year they were atrocious, and this year they're pretty they're average or below average right now. But I'm placing the power play issues on Coach Julian. I think that this is really it's a Claude Julian issue. I think that this team would play better without Julian. I can't well, really put the power play on the Claude Julian though, because last year they had one of the best power plays in the league with Claude Julian as coach. Now, now the variable that changed was his staff. So they scored like crazy last year. They had a good power play. Then they got rid of their uh, the staff, which they should have got rid of the whole staff, including Claude. But they got rid of the, you know Huda and they got rid of Jarvis and everybody else. And now they're tar- they're absolutely terrible in the power play. So I, I don't. The one, the one thing that's only different though is like all they did was trade out Erickson for Bacchus. Uh, overall, well, they got more young kids in there now. And well, on their, tra- on their first unit before the yes. beginning of the year, their first unit, the only thing they traded out was Erickson and Bacchus. And I don't think that Erickson makes ten times the difference that Bacchus does. All right, so, so that period's over. So I think, you know, uh, that was a decent period, you know, especially in Pittsburgh. I mean, their power play is, is atrocious. But um, they could put a couple of these games. If they can get them to OT, win or lose, I'd be very happy with that to get a point here. So. I'd be happy to get a point too, but I mean, it's just, it's, I just this team is just not very good, and people have to realize that they their third and, their third and fourth lines aren't good. Their first and second lines aren't really scoring except for Pashnik. Their defense is a train wreck. I mean, we've been talking about it all year. Their you know, third, their second and third pair. I mean, Chara and Carlo have been fine, but besides that, you look at it and you just go, McQuaid sucks. Kevin Miller sucks. Colin Miller he shows up one game and he has an L. A great shot, and then the next game you look at him, and he goes, he's turning the puck over. Joe Morrow comes in and plays okay, and then, but not enough to keep a job. And it's, it's just the same thing. It's the same turnstiles at defense, and it's just so frustrating to see because this team should be, you know, good. I think this team could be good enough to make the playoffs if they played hard and they, you know, didn't make those stupid mental mistakes as Joe likes to likes to say on the show because they have a, a decent amount of talent. You know, they have a good goaltender. And I think Claude Julian is a good coach, even though some I think his time in Boston should be should be done. They have enough yes. talent to make the playoffs and to be a you know formidable team in the playoffs. I'm not trying to see a deep playoff run like you know Jacobs was saying to, to start the year, which was absolutely well, mind blowing. But well, the Bruins the Bruins should be able to make a play, to make the playoffs and you know take it to like five or six games or something. So and well, I'd be happy with that. But the problem is I don't think it's going to happen because they're too stupid. Well, the ripple, the ripple effect began, you know, during Shirelli's uh, tenure. Right after they won the cup, they, their drafting was atrocious. You know, their their free agent signs were atrocious. Hello, uh, Andre Mazaros. 
their, I mean, their trades and so forth, the trade deadline. They didn't really improve their team. And what happens is when these guys start getting old or they just can't play or they suck, a.k.a. GBAs, they don't have a lot to bring up to replace them. So that and they, and they didn't have many – they didn't want to trade Subban at the time when he actually had value. They didn't want to trade Spooner when he was a little bit better. They got rid of him. And they just – it is mind-blowing how many things they did wrong. My, Sagan getting no return for Sagan. Literally, there is no one else but Joe Morrow left in that trade, which is absolutely not like if you traded Erickson last year and got some picks. At least you could say, you know, if you you know do the uh, you know uh, you know do the whole thing. They got two pit, you know, they got two second rounders and Joe Morrow for Sagan. All right, I feel a little bit better than that. They got nothing. They got Joe Morrow. That's it. They got rid of everybody else. So that just absolutely that is one. Well, that is probably the worst trade in the history of hockey. Oh, it is. I'll never let the Bruins live it down. I, I mean, will was, never let the Bruins live down the Tyler Sagan trade. I mean, I'll, bring it, I'll bring it up. I think I might have it on my grave. The Bruins should have never traded Tyler Sagan when I die. Well, I, like, you know, the return, them trading him was a mistake, but if they trade him, got value back, got some, like, first a first-round pick or two, and maybe, you know, like something of substance back, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be burning as bad as it is now, you know? They got nothing to show. Nothing. No, I, I totally agree. And it's it's just a brewing effect. And I'm sorry. And I understand we should be talking about how it's been a good week for the Bruins, battling back against Washington. You know, playing playing beating Montreal finally in Montreal. The Montreal beat them the past like nine times or something like that. It was like absurd how many times Montreal beat them. But I'm just not pleased with this. The week the Bruins had, and they went they went one and three. I don't care that the one win was against Montreal. I would have preferred them to go three and one. And beat and lose to Montreal, then to go one and three and beat Montreal. I'm sorry. I would have felt better if it was one nothing and they beat Montreal in regulation. Then Montreal didn't get another point out of it. You know what I mean? So I mean that that was another thing too. They do the typical blow a lead in the last five minutes of a game, and usually it's the last two minutes of a game. But they do the same things over and over again, Mike and Jason. We know this. And the only thing, one of the things you need that most sports leagues do, if your team is floundering and you're not going anywhere and so forth and so on, usually the guy who goes to coach. But they won't do it. And I've been saying this forever. I still think that the only way the Bruins play better is if they get, get rid of Claude Julian. I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I think it should just be a wake-up call to, to the team. I mean, it, it, teams do this all the time in the middle of the season. But, I mean – they're not going to do it. We've been talking about this. They about, won't. They won't. They won't do it. They they didn't do it the past two years. The Bruins choked away the playoffs down the stretch. They're not going to do it in the middle of the season. They're if they're going to do it, they'll do it at the end of the year, even though it'll be three years too late. Sacred Claude. It's kind Thank of like know. it's kind of like the the people that hate Tuca. It's yep. they'll they'll never like him regardless. It's kind of like the people that love Claude will never say anything bad about him. It just won't happen. Because everybody everybody. In Boston, especially, we just cling on to people way too long, and because they brought one cup in 39 years, they can't do anything wrong. Hey, granted, guys, if this was a, if they won a cup one or two years ago, okay, maybe they'd see that. It's five years. I mean, hey guys, let's let's put it this way: the wild card position is coming out of the Metropolitan at the moment. So oh, that that division is loaded. That's a good point, Jason. That's a really really good point because the Metropolitan division has been absolutely nails this year. All of those teams are playing well. Legit, I mean, except the Islanders in the. But besides the Islanders, they've been all those teams have been crushing it this season, absolutely crushing it. And the Bruins have to, you know, somehow become top three in their division 
to even sniff the playoffs, I think. If I'm looking at the and standings, right, I'm looking at the Tampa- standings right now. Jason, hold on. I'm looking at the standings right now. Uh, Philadelphia is on like a 10-game winning streak. They have Yeah, ridiculous. They have five more points than the Bruins right now. Washington is on this first wild card spot, tied with Philly for 39 points. And the Bruins, I don't think, are going to catch Washington because, you know, Washington's going to keep get hot. The surprise team is Columbus. But Columbus, is, Columbus has six more points than the Bruins and have played three less games. So even if they lose no. those next three games, it doesn't even yeah. really matter because they're still ahead of the Bruins in the points. So, not- I mean, and then you look at their division, right? The Bruins, you know, they're four points up on Tampa. But you're telling me Tampa's not going to get hot? Tampa does, did the same thing last year. They, they struggled out of the gate, got hot towards the end, and all of a sudden they're in the conference finals playing the, playing the Penguins in game seven. I mean, Florida's underachieving too. And yes, Detroit. And, and Detroit. Detroit. So all, all those teams right now are pretty much hovering around 500. And the Bruins, I think, have played okay. I think the Bruins have played better than everyone expected. And they're only four points up. They're Guys, only four points up. Just imagine those couple games they blew in the last minute and they got no points out of and the, the, the eggs they laid against the dregs of the league. That could be another six points. Now think about it. Six points, where are you in fourth? In the, in the conference. You know, and you feel a lot more comfortable at forty points than you do at thirty-four. You know, yeah, it's just it's just like, the, the, like you said, it's the points aspect of it. It's like every point is critical, and you know, letting Montreal. I mean, even though the Bruins end up getting two points, but you let Montreal get one. You can try and chase Montreal down and have Mon- But if you you know get two points and instead of letting them get one, you know they they come back against Washington, they get a point. But you know, it would have been nice to try and find a way to win that game in overtime. Uh, like you said earlier against Montreal. When uh, they let in the goal left, they let in the goal with like under a minute left. Minnesota, they let yep. in the goal with under a minute left. It's just these points are adding up, and they're and the four points lost to two of the worst teams in the league, to Colorado and Toronto, on home ice. Well, I'm sorry, they, it's it's the points like that that are going to come back and bite this Bruins team in the ass. Well, that's I mean they should know that it's happened to them twice. You know what I mean? It's happened to them twice in the last two years. They should know that every point is so crucial and critical. But they still have the mental errors. They still do the same crap. I don't know. I did a post on my uh, Bruins page about all the same stuff that's going on all the time. For instance, you they're rolling the lines. Claude still rolls his four lines. They're consistently inconsistent. They can't score in the power play. They uh, let up a goal right after they score a goal. They, they cannot close out games. I mean, it's the same broken record for two-plus seasons. I don't know what else you need. People going at me and saying, oh, you're a hater and all this, you know. One one game you'll say they're great. You know what? The whole season I've been like you, Mike. I've been pretty, uh, you know, I've been pretty uh, straightforward saying even in games they win, I'm not happy how they play. Yeah, some of the no. games they win, it's just like I don't know. You look at it and you just say, "Oh wow, Tuka made a bunch of saves there." Oh, there's Pasternak again scoring goals. It's like it's mind blowing that they're even winning some of these games, but they didn't. They need everyone to pick it back up. I mean, Marshan scores tonight. Hopefully, that's. It. A sign of things to come with Backers and Bergeron getting assists. Hopefully that line can get going. Maybe Krejci gets a spark with playing with Pashnik. But, I mean, how much longer do you think the Bruins can continue to go games scoring two or less goals and winning? Because that's what they're doing right now somehow, some way. Because they have 16 wins and, you know, they've played 21 of those 30, 21 out of 30 games with two or less goals. And they have 16 wins. So, I mean, it's... If you look at it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that they won the nine games that they scored more than two goals. And, but, but they could have lost games four to three. Well, actually, they didn't win all of them because they lost to Washington four to three. So you look at that and you go, how much longer can they keep it up? It's How much longer can you depend on Rask? 
How much longer can you depend on Pashnik? Someone else is going to step up here. Please. I mean, you know, you start looking at the games coming up. I mean, Anaheim, I don't think it's a pushover. Kings aren't a pushover. Islanders are, you know, coming around a bit. Florida and Carolina. I mean, none of those are automatic wins. Well, you would think Carolina would be automatic win. Nope. But, you know, the Bruins show, obviously showed that when they played like absolute garbage on home ice against them and used a lucky bounce to, you know, get them in overtime. Oh, my but God. It's it's just this, this – I keep harping on it, and I'll keep harping on it because unless the Bruins make the playoffs, unless the Bruins make the playoffs and put up a good fight against whoever they play, and I don't care if they play Montreal, they better put up a good fight because if they don't, this team should be blown up. Blown up. With the coach first. The coach, the GM, Neely, everyone should go. I don't care. If the Bruins don't make the playoffs, everyone should go. Well, I don't think Jeremy Jacobs is going to take a third year not making the playoffs. I think he's going to just absolutely – Clean house. He has to. I mean, he really has to. I mean, he just he. When did they uh, raise ticket price? I think it was the first year they missed the playoffs. So, uh, you know, the people aren't just going to happen like it was in the uh, what the mid two thousands, early two thousands. People are not going to come to the games anymore. Well, speaking speaking okay. of that, Joe, just uh, I went to I've been to a few games this year, and uh, both games I've been to have not been sold out. You've been able to buy tickets like on StubHub or Ace Ticket or one oh, of those yeah. like for like thirty bucks. People well, they aren't pull going. that crap saying it's all sellouts. It's all that's bull. Yeah, people aren't going. I'm um, trust me, people are not going to these games. People are starting to get the hint now. They they don't play uh, an exciting game, brand of hockey. Like you said, some of most of their wins have been boring. The team's not very good. The ticket prices are through the roof when you want to buy them. Like you know, market value, face value. If you would like when people like how we used to buy tickets growing up with like before StubHub and all that stuff was invented, you'd have to go to a box office and buy tickets. And I think that's what people want to do. But they're like, you know what? Screw that! I ain't going the game, and I don't want to give them my money because I don't want the team that's that's there. Yeah, I agree. Well, like our good our good friend our good friend Mark um, Mark Oliver, who also does a great podcast. He even yeah. he posted a Facebook status about how he he wasn't gonna go. He was not gonna go to the games because he just wanted to give the Bruins money. He's like the way the ticket prices are, and you know the Bruins aren't a good product. And you know what? I feel like some people feel the same way as our good friend Mark does. No, I was on his podcast actually the other day. So, uh, I mean, they, they um, I think we should have them on, like, a, you know, a battle royale of, of Bruins bloggers so we can all be on the same team and actually tell how bad Claude's yeah. But um, I kind of want the days of yours guys in here, too, because you can get us really rough around the edges with swearing. But anyway, um, yeah, it just, um, it's a sad state of affairs, gentlemen. I mean, um, you know, like I said, if they, they beat Marshall the other night, and tonight just say they get throttled 6-1 or they lose 6-3 or something, that, the Marshall game don't matter. It doesn't. That's why. That's why everyone. That's why people say, "Well, you shouldn't be hard on them for this week. They just beat Montreal." I'm looking at it from the week that they played. The whole entire. You week. should absolutely be hard on them. I should be because they've sucked the past two games. They the past two games on home. Why can't the Bruins play at home ice? I don't understand. There was a uh, there was a stat I heard again uh, last week when they were playing Washington. The Bruins have the best point percentage on the road. So that means the Bruins get the most points. Uh, whether it's a shootout, I mean, whether it's an overtime loss or just winning on the road. Why yeah, but this is the same, same exact thing as last year. Exactly. The same that's, exact that's thing. Nothing's changed. Nope, nothing's it, changed, guys. I said this two years ago. I said it last year, and I'll say it again. This Bruins team is the same exact thing. Yes, they're using younger players. Younger players are developing. But they don't even have that many young players. Stop. I, no. Listen, you keep, I said you keep that, I didn't that. say it. 
I didn't say they're using all young players. I said, yes, they're using young players. That's all I said. But they don't have that many. They have yeah, like no. three. But they're playing, Grizzly, they're playing Grizzlick tonight for the first time. Yeah, they're playing Grizzlick tonight. But before tonight, they've been playing Carlo, Zarnik, and Pashnik. Pretty much the entire year. Those are their only three young players. Yeah, they have a shot that they're really developing into something. So, you know, like I said, that's what Felger said. We need to get – they need to develop kids. To, you know, playoffs are not to show that they made some kind of progress. And I don't mean to keep cutting you off, Jason, but like, you keep mentioning how they have – like they're playing the young players, but they're not really playing that many young players. They're not. All these – all their defensemen on the back end besides Grizzlick tonight have been playing in the NHL for multiple seasons. All their forwards pretty much have – even Pashnik, who's a young, still a young player – has played multiple seasons in the NHL. The only true rookie forward they have beside, uh, is Zarnik. And the only true rookie defenseman they have is Carlo. Those are the only two players you can look at and say are rookies. So their team is not that young. Everyone else has played in the NHL before. So I, I'm, not trying to give, I'm not giving them a pass for being a, a young team. No, and I agree. But all I'm saying is this is all the same exact thing. This is the same exact discussion we're having. But this all comes down to the fact that the entire Bruins management team needs to go, including Claude Julian. Because we're not going to well, get a change. Even if they make I the think, playoffs, we're no, not going to get a change. No, you're right. They're not going to make a change if they make the playoffs. But the, the thing is, when you it, the, it, when they get into the playoffs, anything can happen. And I'm not saying the Bruins team's going to win the Cup. And I, I would never say that. And I don't believe that in my heart. I love this team. I want them to win the Cup. I mean, I love the Bruins. I shouldn't say this team that's out there playing tonight because I don't really like everyone on this team. But <laughs> I love the Bruins as a as organization, as a team. I'm passionate about them. When you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. And as you saw last year, I mean, Pittsburgh got hot towards the end of the year, and they went on an incredible run. The, obviously, the Bruins are not going to be the Penguins. But who says the Bruins can get into the playoffs and make things interesting? That's all I want to see. I just want them to make the playoffs, have some playoff hockey, you know, be passionate about this team. As Joe said earlier, make, get these get some of the players that haven't played in the playoffs some experience, like a Carlo, like a Pashnik, who you're going to move forward with, who probably will be your, you know, go-to guys going forward. That's what I want to see, and I understand that nothing will change, you know, management-wise, but at least they'll show me that they have spite. At least they'll show me they're going in the right direction. That's what, show that's me that what during the season. I mean, I understand that they, they, I mean, they're in the playoffs picture right now. I mean, even though there's really? not. Yeah, I know, barely. Even though there's not a lot to be like, be all happy. I mean, happy about. What but show me the heart. I mean, yeah, they're in the playoff picture, but the re- only time they've really shown heart this season was that Monday night game, and I haven't. Yeah. There've been maybe one or two or three games I've seen that, and then you've seen the, them just literally get by, and they're they're relying on Rask. That's it. Yeah, Pasternak too. I said Pasternak too. No, I said the Washington game. The Washington game would have been the best game of the season so far. I think personally, oh, but even though back. even though they even though they lost, no Washington that, was the best game of the if season. That, if, if that was last year's team, the Bruins would have wilted and they would have lost that game like six one. They actually right. fought back and they showed enough heart to play against a, a Capitals team that has their number. And you know, Braden Holpe, you know, for some reason is a brick wall against the Bruins to be able to come back in that game and tie it up and fight and compete to get a point. I thought that was their best game of the year. Guys, would you would you have felt better if they beat one of those two crap bags and you know they went you know three and one? I would have felt yes. way better. Yes, yes, that's what that's that's the problem I have. That's what you're that, supposed to do. That's the problem I have. Is that why? Like, even though the beginning of the week and the end of the week were positive signs in the right direction, there's still that two games in the middle 
that shouldn't have happened and that were terrible. But you know, but in, in past years, dreadful. In past dreadful. years, and I don't know what it is about Colorado, but Colorado's had Boston's number at home. They they beat them the yeah. last I think ten years in a row. What the, what the hell is that? Well, it's why, like, it's why like, is that happening? It's like Montreal too. The Montreal's beat the Bruins the last eight years at home, but the Bruins have beat them up there sometimes. You know, so they just suck at home. That's it. They suck at no, home. No, I totally, I, to, I totally agree. But um, I'm very, I'm very excited to see Vitrano come back. Hopefully this week because I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with the lines. Uh, oh, actually, Joe, do you know that we talked about the line changes earlier, or how the Bruins made a couple lines? You know, they moved Jimmy Hayes up from the uh, from the fourth line to the third line because he deserves oh. those third line minutes, right? Oh God! Oh God! Well, see how we start in the second guys, you period. Know you know what? Why do we even have the show anymore? Because we talk about the same crap over and over again. No one's listening to it. Oh, oh, who is that? Chara, nice move there. He must have heard you. That was a good move by Chara right there. Look at them; they're actually buzzing. See, this, this is what I, drives me nuts about them. One period they'd be like, eh. next period they come out like their hair's on fire, or if they're down three nothing, they decide to play. They need to be consistent. Like 60 minutes of the game, or at least give me 58 minutes of the game. They usually only give you like 20 minutes of actual effort. That's that's the Bruins. That's Bruins talking for you. That's Bruins. Well, they aren't good. They aren't good enough to make mistakes. And like you said, Joe, if they just continue to you know play well, and if they don't, if they don't win because the other team is just you know better than them, I think I'm everyone good. will be fine with that. But like sometimes you look at these games, and the Bruins just kill themselves. I mean, they kill they, themselves. They They've lost all chance of any, you know, great, you know, grace period, grace zone about the way they play with those two absolute uh, abysmal performances against those two, uh, you know, underdwellers. So, I mean, those two, I, I, there's no explanation for those two games. I, I just can't even believe they played that crappy. They seem like uninterested, which is scary in December. I agree, but um, let's do some game predictions here. Obviously, uh, I think it's going to be it's only going to get tougher for the Bruins. You know, they play. Anaheim tomorrow night on a back-to-back. That should be a lovely game. And they play Los Angeles on Sunday, a Sunday matinee. Uh, uh-huh. You know, if, if, if uh, Bruins fans remember the last uh, time that the Bruins played either of these teams on home six ice, Anaheim beat them six to two, and and, well, and the Kings like beat that. them nine to one. Kings beat them nine to one. Oh, that's right. Why'd you bring that up? And Lucic's return. So, um, and then they play the Islanders on Tuesday. So, uh, three. They have three straight games at home. I mean, maybe the Bruins can prove us. Show, show us something on home ice. Something, please. But you know what? I, I, I just don't trust them at home. I'm going to say they go 1-2. They beat the Islanders. I think they're going to lose tomorrow to the Ducks, and I think they're going to lose to the Kings. So yeah. 0-3. Oh, <laughs> to be honest, uh, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. So they got, I really wouldn't. 0-3 confidently because of how strong the West is. And with Tavares being back and playing well. All right, let me give you my let me give you my prediction. And I also think uh, maybe next Tuesday we do it, you know, during the game again. I think it actually helps us jog our memories of how bad they suck. Um, <laughs> so for Anaheim, uh, honestly, are they any good this year? Because I haven't really checked. They're first in the uh, in the division. They just passed. Right, Ed- so. They actually, actually just passed Edmonton. Okay, Bruins win. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, because they're a good team, right? Yeah, they're a good team. The Kings are what kind of they they kind of mediocre this they're year. They're struggling. Right? They act because uh, Jonathan Quick what? went down. They haven't really been. You know, but okay, coming back, okay, they lose, and the Islanders are kind of they turn around a little bit. They're still they're 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 in the bottom of the Eastern Conference. They're they lose. The, okay, they lose that one too. So they go one and two, and they beat the better team. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what Joe. I think that's pretty much what's been going on all season long with this team. I'm saying they give up five to Anaheim and six to LA, and three or four to New York. I think the Bruins let up 42 goals and score a half. This is yeah. You can, you know, at least we can joke about it, gentlemen. At least we can joke about it and just know that you know this is who they are, and it's it's going to be feast of famine. And uh, the way they're scoring is mostly famine. And uh, you, we can't predict them. You know, it's nice doing our predictions because I don't think any of us got them right. Yeah. No, so, it's been a long time coming. So hopefully, hopefully we'll get them one right. But um, anyways, that will uh, wrap up our show this week. Um, you can follow us all on Twitter at Mike Seto twenty two at Jason Buckley ninety one at Big Bad Bruins eighty eight. Um, you can also find us on uh, iTunes and Stitcher, right, Jason? Yes, you can find us on iTunes at Boston Bruins Podcast. You can find us on Stitcher, and you know, I know Mike had email about this, but definitely continue uh, looking into Blue Apron and use our code to get in because you know they sell great food, and I definitely have enjoyed Absolutely. it. Absolutely, check it. Absolutely. Blue, uh, blueapron.com slash BruinsB. Us three all get it and have it. It's unbelievable stuff. Please, if you have the time to you know, to, to do it, I would recommend it highly. It's, it's great stuff. And um, we will be back next week, and uh, hopefully it will be you know, not to my more rants like before. <laughs> but, or maybe it will be. We'll have to see how the week goes because sometimes – you know, you, you know what? I actually I liked the anger this week from Mike. It was like it was like the volcano. It was like <laughs> I loved it. I was we were all burned by the lava. You know, the city got burned to the ground, and it's okay because Mike is just pissed. And I, you know, because I'm older, you know, and I have probably a less stronger heart than you guys. You need to. I, I gotta live vicariously through you. So thank you. That's fine. Also, I, I have I mean, just because everyone was so high after the Montreal win. I just <laughs> wanted to bring everyone yeah. down a notch a little bit. And I have one more well, thing. I. Guys, I'd like to say before we end the show, um, I want to dedicate the show to a couple of people. In my hometown, we had a couple of girls pass away in a car accident this week. They were 21 and 23. Both of them had young daughters. I want to dedicate those two girls and to those pe- people that are out driving on the roads. I want to let you guys all know to be careful, especially in the winter. And I also want to dedicate the show to my cousin Elijah's dad who passed away last week. Absolutely. There you go. All thoughts and prayers are with them from... Um the whole Bruins beat and see on his family will be sending our thoughts and prayers, but uh, that'll wrap up our show for today. Um, and we'll be back next week. Go Bruins. Right, go, go Bruins. Bruins. Take care.